Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 165 of The Informed Catholic. And uh, today, October 2nd, 2020, I have an article that a friend of mine sent me, Henry, uh, who is also my godfather, um, and also a, a great friend of mine. He... Um, you know, he's always helped me with problems in the faith. Uh, so please say a, a prayer for my friend Henry, who's um, just had surgery not too long ago. This is an article from Catholic Exchange. And it's four things your guardian angel does for you. It's an article by Joseph I. Elizondo. Uh, let me see. I looked down here his name. Uh, his full name. Uh, here it is. Uh, Joseph Ignatius Elizondo. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. He's a former teacher, tutor, editor, who now mostly works as a freelance writer and handyman in the Rockies. He's a devout Catholic who frequents confession and the early and the early morning Bible studies. His authority begins and ends with his own sinfulness. <laughs> Interesting way of uh, writing a bio, a very, I guess, a good way of staying humble. So before we begin, uh, please uh, subscribe and share to my podcast. Um, it'll be a great help. It would let Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple Podcast. And all the other platforms know that you uh, like something like this so they could uh, actually put it out there so that more people can get a chance to listen. Um, you know, it's not the fancy like all the others, but it's, um, you know, I like doing articles. I, um, so let's, uh, let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the Holy Church and terror of demons, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. August, Augustine, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, the guardian angel, our own spiritual guardian angel, not that uh, organization that uh, that goes around with the red hats. So let's um, begin. All right. For he will give his angels ch uh, charge of you to guard you in all your ways and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Psalm 91, verse 11 to 12. From an early age, my devout parents taught me that I had an angel at my side to protect and guide me. This comforted them, especially my anxious mom, whose imagination envisioned a lot of trouble. I could get up, uh, I could get up to, get up to, all right, let me read that one more time. Sorry. From an early age, my devout parents taught me that I had an angel at my side to protect and guide me. This comforted them, especially my anxious mom, whose imagination envisioned a lot of trouble I could get up 
to. To be fair to her and my guardian angel, their their concerns were mostly correct. <laughs> By adulthood, I had unknowingly neglected my guardian angel to the point of regarding him as something like a folklore. I wouldn't say I disbelieved in guardian angels. I just never cared to think about the subject. It was during this long year that I had learned how Padre Pia would send his guardian angel to comfort people like many people of my generation. I often endured the pain of loneliness. So as a lonely person, I began to find comfort in the teachings that guardian angels can be a source of comfort and friendship to such a degree that these personal protectors can comfort our loved ones in a time of need. Okay, since learning about Padre Pio's friendship with his guardian angels, I have found comfort in my learning about guardian angels as I try to grow in friendship with mine. One of the things I've learned is that guardian angels do far more than protect us. Here are four things your guardian angel does for you. Number one, guardian angels intercede for us. As guardian angels, they are sent by the Lord to stand by our side and become our personal patron saints, praying for us, protecting us from the terrors of darkness, and perhaps even prodding our conscience to bring us back from spiritual perils. Father John Horgan, his angel at our side. It may sound strange, but your guardian angel is your own personal patron saint. They are there to guard us absolutely. But part of that role includes praying for us. As the Baltimore Catechism puts it, they offer our prayers, good works, and desires to God. I'm going to say this. Honestly, I do kind of prefer the the Baltimore Catechism to the one that Pope John Paul puts out, uh, the Vatican II Catechism. There is, honestly, it seemed it seems more more holy, more Catholic than the um, than the one the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Although you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't ignore it. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's right to ignore it, but there just seems to be more. Um, I don't know, more meat and potatoes in the uh, the Baltimore Catechism than the one that the uh, you know Catechism of the Catholic Church. I know I I know I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong saying that, but you know I just I I found myself going back to the Baltimore Catechism a lot more than the uh, the Vatican II one. Okay, let's continue. All right. Uh, Okay, it may sound strange, but your guardian angel is your own personal patron saint. They are there to guard us, absolutely, uh, but part of that role includes praying for us, and the Baltimore Catechism puts it, uh, as the Baltimore Catechism puts it, they offer our prayers, good works, and desires to God. We even find this teaching in the Old Testament. In Tobit chapter 12, when the archangel Raphael finally reveals his identity, he states, I am Raphael, 
one of the seven holy angels who presents the prayers of the saints and enter in the presence of the glory of the Holy One. Your guardian angel is there to pray for you. If you are struggling to ask your ask your angel to offer you your sufferings and desires to the Lord on your behalf, as well as offer your thanksgiving uh, for to God for providing a guardian angel to guide you. Number two, they provide moral guidance. As often as there, as often, therefore, as most serious temptations is perceived to weigh upon you, an excessive trial is threatening to call to your guard, call to your guard, your leader, your helper in your needs, in your tribulation. Cry to him and say, Lord, save us. We perish. St. Bernard of Clef, uh, Clairvaux. Sermon on the Holy Guardian Angels. Let me read that one more time. It's number two. They provide moral guidance. As often, therefore, as most serious temptation is perceived to weigh upon you, an excessive trial is threatening. Call to your guard. That is your guardian angel, your leader, your helper in your needs, in your, in your tribulations. Cry to him and say, Lord, save us. We perish. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, Sermon on the Holy Guardian Angels. Angels protect us from demons, and that includes temptations to sin. Your guardian angel is also there to help you discover the Lord's will, and amidst the chaos, according to the angels, Dr. St. Thomas Aquinas, angels enlighten us not only concerning what is to be believed, but also as regard to what is to be done. Through their prayers and intercessions, our guardian angels help us to stay on the moral path. All right, number three. They embolden us against fear and the devil. They embolden us against fear and the devil. Why should we fear under such guardians? Those who keep us in all our ways can neither be overcome nor be deceived. Much less, much less deceive. They are faithful. They are prudent. They are powerful. Why do we tremble? Let us only follow them. Let us remain close to them. And in the protection of the, of the God of heaven, let us abide. St. Bernard, Bernard of Clairvaux, Sermon on the Holy Guardian Angels. In other words, St. Bernard tells us, we don't need to fear the plans of Satan while we remain close to our guardian angel. While we should always seek moral guidance, the sacraments and the will of God, we also aren't doing it alone. Therefore, call upon your angel with confidence. That's good to know. And I, I, I often I think we don't really think about it because how often do we hear at mass about guardian angels we don't hear about that i mean we saw we see pictures of little kids may you know like these cute classical you know very uh classical kind of like ideal little kids wandering off on their own maybe crossing a dangerous bridge that could be possibly 
they could get hurt. Or I, the other day I was looking at Instagram, there was a picture of a little child uh, on the table uh, with its face, you know, his, his face in his hands, one candle at the table with an empty plate, no food. And his guardian angel standing over him, bringing him some food from heaven, I guess. You know, you see these beautiful images, but we don't hear talk about guardian angels. We don't hear Catholic theology anymore. This is one of the reasons why I say I find myself, you know, always going back to the Baltimore Catechism because it's classical, you know, Catholicism. It's it's classical Catholicism that encourages belief in the supernatural, in in the the spiritual. It does it a lot better than the Catechism, the Catholic Church. Even though the Catechism, the Catholic Church is beautiful, you know, in its own way. I know I'm going to, you know, probably get criticized for this, but we need classical Catholicism. I'm sorry, but we do need it. And I think it's a problem that we're having. We're having a crisis of faith in the church. There is no belief in the supernatural. I mean, we pray the rosary. We're told to pray the rosary. We're told to to come to mass. Of course, now we can't come to mass because of the shutdown. But there seems to be like the well is dried up. It seems to be that there is no encouragement. There's no encouragement. I don't hear it at mass. I hear talking, but I don't hear anything that is grabbing my attention. I get more encouragement always still from Church Militant, Dr. Taylor Marshall, LifeSite News, Census Fidelium. I haven't looked at them lately, but I I probably could walk away a lot more encouraged in being in, in, in staying Catholic than I do on my local parish level. There is a serious problem on the local parish level, even on a diocesan level. The bishops really have dropped the ball, and there is no encouragement of the faith. And there's no talk about the supernatural. There's no talk about really believing in God, that God is involved in your life. It's a serious problem. And I and I, and I understand why Michael Voris, Taylor Marshall, and and all the other sites get more attention because at least they 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 make you want to believe. They make you want to stay in action. They know how to combine faith and 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 even on a political level for you to be proud to be Catholic. And I and I can't help but think that God has probably ordered our guardian angels to do this for us because it, it could be nothing but the supernatural on the level of supernatural that we're encouraged to be Catholic. I mean, thank God, you know, I mean, if I didn't have, have them, I probably would, would not be reading my Bible or praying my rosary. Lately, I've been doing that and it could only be on a supernatural level on, on a great supernatural encouragement by God himself, the grace of God, because seriously, we got a serious problem. 
You know, the other day I was uh, last night I was listening to um, uh, Scott Hahn. He was talking to um, to the actor who played Jesus in The Chosen, and I was actually surprised. He was giving you know interviewing him on several levels. Think about it: a series that actually encourages Catholics and Protestants to re to to watch the same show. Jonathan Rumi, who's playing Jesus of Nazareth, uh, de- uh, portraying our Lord on a show that actually encourages both Catholics and Protestants to really to, to watch. What could be anything but a miracle by God himself to do this? I never thought it would ever happen, but it did. You know? And And sadly... The bishops are absent. I haven't even heard anything about this from a local parish level. Amazing. All right, let's go to the f- number four. Number four. Your guardian angel can go in your place. Number four. Your guardian angel can go in your place. Go very often in my place to those I love most tenderly. With thy soft touch, oh, dry their tears. Tell them the cross is sweet to bear. Speak my name softly in their ears. And Jesus' name, supremely fair. Saint Therese of Lexieux, to my guardian angel. As shown above, Saint Padre Pio of Pietra Clina, Pietra Clina, I know I pronounced it wrong, so forgive me, would send his guardian angel to comfort others. Additionally, St. Therese often prayed that her guardian angel would comfort her loved ones and remind them of the sweet name of Jesus. Because of the ongoing pandemic, many of us were reminded that we could send our guardian angel to Mass when we are unable to attend as well as as well here is a prayer you may find useful when you need your guardian angel to attend mass for you i'll read this line one more time because of the ongoing pandemic many of us were reminded that we could send our guardian angel to mass when we are unable to attend as well Here is a prayer you may find useful when you need your guardian angel to attend Mass for you. All right. Prayer to one's guardian angel when when unable to, to assist at Mass. Prayer to one's guardian angel when unable to assist at Mass. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. O holy angel at my side, go to church for me. Kneel at my place at Holy Mass, when I, where I desire to be. At offertory, at offertory in my stead, take all I am and own, and place it as a sacrifice upon the altar throne. At Holy Consecration's bell, adore with, with seraph's love. My Jesus hidden in the host, come down from heaven above 
And when the, the priest communion takes, will bring my Lord to me, that his sweet heart may rest on mine, and I his temple be. This is beautiful. One more time, I'll read it. Prayer to one's guardian angel when unable to assist at Mass. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. O holy angel at my side, go to the church for me. Kneel at my place at holy Mass where I desire to be. At offertory in my steed, take all I am and own and place it as a sacrifice upon the altar throne. At holy consecration's bell, adore with a ser with seraph's love. My Jesus hidden in the host, come down from heaven above. And when the priest's communion takes, O oh, bring my Lord to me, that his sweet heart may rest on mine, and I his temple be. Beautiful. So, uh, that ends it there. That was beautiful. I mean, it really is. I liked it. I think that was a very beautiful, this is a beautiful article. And it's good to know these things because, you know, we don't hear about them. We don't hear about it from, uh, from our priests at mass. We don't hear this kind of talk. There's one, at one time, I have to honestly say we were more uh, spiritually conscious from what I read and from what I understood. There was more uh, a more heightened sense of sacramental theology, uh, supernatural theology, I guess, if I'm correct to use those terms, than there is now. Now it seems, you know, just a routine. Even with our priests, there seemed to be a routine, but there seems to be an emptiness of substance. I mean, it seems to be, I don't, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I really sometimes struggle to understand what's going on in the church now, really, you know, with the priests and the bishops and the Pope, the Pope, uh, you know, it's, it's a struggle. He, it really is. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. This was, uh, I thought it was, it was beautiful. Um, thank my, my friend Henry for this. Um, hopefully we'll get back and we'll talk about it even more. This is a very beautiful uh, prayer. And I think it's, um, I think it's something to worth, uh, worth remember. Look it up if you have a tablet. Catholic Exchange. October 2nd, 2020, Four Things Your Guardian Angel Does For You by Joseph uh, Ignatius Elizondo. Elizondo, I'll spell his name for you, his last name. E-L-I-Z-O-N-D-O. -O. Joseph Ignatius. You know, let me read it here so you guys can... Uh, can spell it out by Joseph Ignatius. Okay, you know Joseph, J O S E P H, Ignatius, I G N A T I U S, Elizondo, 
capital E-L-I-Z-O-N-D-O. All right? Uh, that, that, that's something you should remember. Um, it's, uh, it's worth checking out, okay? Really it is. So God bless and uh, be well and we'll, we'll get back together again soon. Stay safe.